Men of the West, I presume that you know what it means to fast. You already know that the abstaining from food or drink or any other device which whets the appetite of your flesh is what constitutes a fast. However, I want you to know the principle and purpose behind my call. Truly, it is not for physical benefit. It is not for show. It is not a mere formality, as though this were the next expected step in a series of religious rites. It is for the purpose of humbly submitting ourselves to God our Maker in deference to His supreme sufficiency, while acknowledging our squirmy, anxious, sinful manner of walking through this life. And it is in this, our weakened state, by denying our flesh, we are confronted with two realities that we often deny, the sufficiency of God's grace and the perfection of Christ's power as it rests on us despite our weakness. Consider the nation of Israel, born through the Red Sea by the mighty power of God, under the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. These men and women saw the Lord God fight for them, and they only needed to be silent. Yet after that time, Israel was fasting. The wilderness did not contain enough food for their nation, so they went without meat and sometimes water. However, the Lord provided the bread of angels, manna, every morning to satisfy their hunger. It was on this diet that a nation who was no nation and only knew slavery to Pharaoh until the Lord birthed them into a nation warred against great and hostile established kings, thwarting them and possessing their goods. However, despite the daily bread and the constant victory and the daily witnessing of the Almighty's glory descending upon the tabernacle, they grumbled and complained. When they grumbled, they were not longing impatiently for the land of promise, but were ravenously desiring the bondage of Egypt. For to them, a quiet slavery with little conflict and promised provisions from foreign so-called gods was of greater desire to them than the awesome displays of power, the promise of inheritance, and the faithful fulfillment of the promises of the living God who sheltered them under his wing. So these men rebelled and perished in their sins, their sons and daughters living to take hold of the promised land, winning more glorious victories than their fathers. Now, we have for ourselves a bread from heaven that daily satisfies us and gives life to the world. Jesus Christ, the bread of life. He tells us that whoever comes to him shall not hunger, and whoever believes in him shall not thirst. He tells us elsewhere, And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, Seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Indeed, as we fast, we are seeking the kingdom of God, where Christ reigns supreme over all the earth at the right hand of the Father. We are seeking the bread of life to feast upon and the living water to drink from, and thereby find our strength and victory. For the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts. And with my song, I give thanks to him. It is by Christ and his perfect power that we war against the spiritual malady of abortion and human trafficking and all the sins that sprung forth from our people's fleshly desires that produced a continual hunger for more unrighteousness and more blood. It is by Christ that we will one day have victory and see an end to these strongholds and lift our voices to sing, Woe to you, O Moab! You are undone, O people of Chemosh!
brothers. Food is the means by which mankind fell, and the age-old lies that tempted our mother Eve manifest themselves in us when we too commit to withhold ourselves from sustenance. Food seems ever so good, ever so delightful, and we devise wild justifications for desiring it, ultimately in denying the power and perfection of God. However, Jesus Christ, like Israel, was driven by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness where he denied himself food for 40 days while being tempted by the devil himself. And unlike our parents in the garden, Christ prevailed. He was not overtaken. He overcame by the power of God and of his eternal word and after the battle was attended to by angels. So we have a captain of the army of the Lord who has at one time descended below the heavenly glory, taking on flesh, and facing head-on the ruler of this world, the orchestrator of the bondage of our fellow men, yet crushed his head. So too in our fast, as we weaken our bodies, deny ourselves, and mortify our flesh, living in faith and thankfulness for God's daily provision, and with the power of the Holy Spirit, let us pray that the God of peace will soon crush Satan under our feet. We will see victory, brethren. And to God be the glory, now and forevermore. Amen. In Christ, Seth Dean, January 18th, 2021 AD. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Battle and the Bride. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. For more information, visit thebattleandthebride.com. If you have any questions, you can email us at thebattleandthebride at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and God bless.